Hi Wanderers, my name is Ethan, and welcome back to Wondercast. What's going on? We talk a lot about the joys of staying at Wonderfruit in the fields. You get to sleep steps from the action, join a community of happy campers, and get involved in the wonders of being at camp. We found some people who understand what we mean. The Kempton Malai Bangkok is the first opening in Southeast Asia for this iconic American boutique hotel brand and they're coming to Wonderfruit to make boutique camping something a little more special for everyone. As a brand, Kempton's ethos is pretty close to our own. It's a good thing that Kempton cares because we're all seeing the effects of tourism on our planet. I spoke to Patrick Boat, he's Kempton Marley Bangkok's general manager, and Shane Jamieson, their director of sales and marketing, about sustainable and ethical tourism. Kimpton is doing impressive things in the eco and the ethical tourism spaces and I want to give you a chance to talk more about that very shortly but to begin with it's more pertinent I think to ask why? People choose destinations and people choose holidays that align with their own beliefs so when people are choosing a hotel it's not simply I mean all hotels will give you hopefully four walls a toilet a bathroom etc but it's the extra steps and what that company supports whether that is the LGBT community, whether that is sustainable uh, products in the hotel, whether that is single-use coffee plantations in Chiang Mai, keeping everything local into Thailand. I think this is exactly what we're about, and I think Mm. that is where the future of all of this sits. If you can't be cognitive with your consumer, there's a real problem with tourism, and I think that hopefully lends us to where Kimpton is going. Mm. How, do you, how, how do consumers know that that's legit? I mean, how, how, does, it, how does it translate from a press release to something that, that really matters? You, you know, it's, um, when, you, when you look into Kimpton as a brand, um, we are a lot about actually discovery and, um, and you know, having experiences. And um, we are in the belief that, um, that very much if you would, for example, import coffee from somewhere, which is fantastic coffee it's not the same experience and actually offering local coffees um, and that is that is something really much which our our guests are after as well so we're building experiences and linking that back obviously that these ones are local experiences and it's it's three it's three-dimensional tourism yeah. I mean Bangkok is a city is just so incredible for storytelling and I think that we are able to lift those stories out so if you're asking how, how is it legit or how are we authentic once we open I think come and come and check it out and feel and mm-hmm. live it with us um, one of the Kimpton hallmarks globally and I think this is just about people getting together and our, our founder Bill Kimpton was all about this come and have a drink with us in the evening mm. and talk about it mm. so we will open the hotel to all the guests in the hotel every day seven days a week for our evening social hour where we'll sit down have a beer have a glass of wine and that'll often be from the area mm. you know we'll source things from here using craft um, you know beverages from this area etc and what that will do is give people opportunity well okay pin us down ask us then mm-hmm. are you using those banana leaves from Thailand wrapped around the soap are you using that produce in your restaurants do you really go sustainable and I think the answer is always going to come up yes because if we can't be authentic we're not lending ourselves to that guest experience and again if, that, if that's not curated properly we just become another hotel in another big city and this this city deserves a lot more than mm. that, I would I would say. Mm. Well, Bangkok is now is officially like fourth year in the running or something, the most visited 
city on the planet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How exciting. Because we don't, we don't mm. transit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's, that's, there's always this caveat is like, because we don't transit. You know, like um, you can't do it on airport numbers because a lot of those those big hubs, those those transport mm. hubs, y- you transit through. You know, your skippers of the world. I mean, they'll have far more uh, visitor numbers if they consider people that don't leave the airport. But we get to win based on that. But I, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot to offer. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to sell Bangkok short based yeah, on the idea that we don't transit. Absolutely. No, no, no. I'm no. Like, okay, okay, Ethan, you want to go? <laughs> so, I mean, to your to your conversation about people coming and having a drink and asking the questions, I think that it's clear that, that there is always going to be this link between, yes, you've got your environmental goals and your sustainability goals and, mm-hmm. and the impact that you wish to have or not. Have sure. on the environment but there's also that of the social and you've, you've mentioned several times now uh, in terms like local and sourcing from nearby and all that sort of thing we know that that travel tourism hospitality all of those things it's growing and one of the issues that comes with that growth one of the growing pains if you will is that it, it threatens to swallow up what is small mm, especially sure. when it comes to sure. um the community level a tradition culture these sorts of things yep. um, alongside the environment so how does how does an organization ensure that we complement or enhance the experience of the local environment without that threat of destruction Look, I mean, you know, um, what happens obviously a lot is, for example, when you when you talk about vegetables and fruits, is um, whenever that gets bigger and bigger, is that a lot of chemicals are used. Um, whenever um, it is localized, we can actually go and visit the farms, um, which is which is partly an experience as well, um, but also to secure actually that this is chemical free or which chemicals are at least actually used for um, the different fruits or uh, for the different vegetables that we. Uh, that we have in our hotel and uh, we keep on doing that and I think that is the way forward as well for me it's so and Patrick and I discuss this a lot how do you ruin a destination mm. by having over tourismed it having being over visited and mm. and I think although not directly connected there's a few key landmarks around the world that have already sadly fallen by the wayside because of this and I think one thing we talk about a lot is respect mm. and we have an obligation to educate the tourist mm. or the consumer and make them aware that this is not a free-for-all and that can be very simple things you know making sure that all rubbish is collected when people leave one of the mm. sacred sites um, sadly you go to some of the areas in, in Thailand and it, there's a lot of rubbish there's a lot of pollution and we don't want to add to that uh, we want to make sure that people understand that this is a fully respectful procedure and it may long term come down to limiting the amount of it plan your holidays more mm. plan in advance if you really want to mm. see that once in a lifetime time take your slot you know we don't want to overutilize these fantastic places whether that's in Khao Yai up in the mountains if that all of a sudden was visited by 20 million people a year that would be destroyed so we would need to really work out how we visit such locations and I think you know we do our bit with the education part by trying to take people away from uh, maybe your stock standard excursion items sure mm-hmm. and your, your tour bus group kind of kind is of not, setups is not is your a, thing right it's not our thing and yeah. I'm not even sure the a, a proper a bus roundabout in our hotel yeah. you know we're really against that kind yeah. of on mass tourism it's not our fault it's other hotels can do it fantastic sure. and, and really great hats off to them it's just not really it's never been a Kimpton thing yeah. Kimpton was the first boutique hotel chain in the United mm-hmm. States 
States. And for that, I think that we try and keep things on a one-to-one basis and a very personal basis and, you know, mm. not recommend the same restaurant that everyone has gone to, but have a have a more cultivated look at what Bangkok has to offer and the mm. surrounding region, by the way. I mean, we're only, what, two hours from Pattaya, we're three and a half hours from Hua Hin. You can see so much of Thailand without going all the way down to Phuket or mm. to the islands. And I think that five-day, seven-day Bangkok adventure is, is just that. It's an adventure. But do it safe and respectfully and right. really think about what you're doing. But people who stay Kimpton, they do already, mm. don't they? And, you know, you see people that are staying at Kimpton are also very cultural interested. And um, that is obviously very important as well. What do you wear in the temples and those kind of things? And um, I think uh, I think the informing as well, what we're doing, our concierge team is very much briefed on this one. And so also interested to um, to introduce the culture really much to our guests. Mm. I mean, it's mm. clear that what you are intending to do and what it is that your brand does is, mm. is to ensure that there's a positive experience for those that you touch. Yes. Right? Right, that's clear yeah. to say. But yeah. I mean, can we ask, is it, is, would it have a greater impact on the local environment and community and culture to just not open a hotel? <laughs> well, but people travel, you know, and that is just what it is. Of course, uh, on one hand, probably yes, but uh, you can also educate actually your guests, um, and that probably helps um, where we are at at the moment. I mean, of course, um, that would be the same if you're going to ask me, are airplanes good or not? Of course, right? You know, so it's it's a little bit. I mean, you have that obviously. Um, the world is set up in a certain way, and I think um, it's it's our responsibility to make it better on what is what is there at the moment and uh, I think we're taking um, a step in the right direction mm, yeah. in, uh, in doing that and, and assisting Ethan mm. I mean let's take let's step out of Thailand for a second and let's look at somewhere <clears throat> like Borneo okay mm. so I think for years the forest uh, the, the forestation and the problems that were occurring throughout Indonesia and mm. sort of that lower Malaysia region these areas the orangutans this kind of business if there was no tourism mm. in that area and no awareness of such a situation that would be gone already yeah so I think that sustainable tourism and informative tourism and and basically educating um, one of the great foundations here, the, the WFF up near Hua Hin, um, that tells the stories of animals. It's not a glamorous zoo. It's not a place to go and get a photo with an animal. In fact, they discourage a lot of that things, but listen to the stories mm. of the illegal animal trade in Southeast Asia. and. It's an eye-opener, but then a lot of people still go and pat the Tiger Zoo, but that's fine, that's their choice, and everyone's choice is their opinion. But I can tell you at Kimpton, we do not align ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. with anything in the way of, oh, please go and do this one, or please go and do this one. If there's anything that edges on, on cruelty or unnatural tourism we're completely against it and I think I mentioned to you previously about like the soy dog foundation Hmm. Thailand's soy dog situation is out of control and there is a handful of people and a handful of organizations doing everything they can to do it we uh, long before opening the hotel are going to be out there bathing um, buying food buying collars buying what um, desexing all sorts of things to assist the problem because Hmm. we don't need to, to add to it we're a pet-friendly hotel, right? So we love 
people who love animals we love people who love people for some people animals they're children mm. you know we aren't to choose what you call your child or what you call your family members so mm. for all of this Thailand is a great place for the first opening in Southeast Asia of such an iconic brand from the States that has already done so well in uh, accepting everybody mm. right if you're an animal or a person I mean because just to the to the initial question and I know that it was a pretty mm. blunt, it was broad it was broad then it was broad but no but I mean I guess that I guess the discussion there really is that there's an opportunity right to give more than you take mm. yeah. as a brand and Absolutely. as an organization and yeah. I think that if we look to especially locally in Thailand if we look to how our cities and how our spaces look and how that organization and, and the industry especially has been operated Mm-hmm. I think anybody that's coming in as a new brand or a new opening really has a responsibility to to almost kind of pick up after the others as much as picking yes, up after themselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do you think that do you think that enough people are following that lead? If a new hotel opens now and goes back 50 years, yeah. it's it's regressing the industry and I think that's a sad story. I don't think that will happen here. I think everyone that we speak to is excited about our story about Bill Kimpton's story about understanding that it's not just about opening a hotel. Hotels are social spaces. They are social spaces where people interact, where people talk, where people's lives are enhanced because they can feel free to discuss things Mm. and make things better for other people. Mm -hmm. Who's missing from those conversations, do you think? It's uh, philosophical, but I'm curious what I you guess, might think. I guess, I mean, it's always nice to have these conversations with uh, pretty much everybody. Um, I mean, if you if you get to know someone um, a little bit better um, than just having a small talk and you talk about those things, I think um, it's something, it's meaningful connections. And um, I mean, I guess that is where the social hour kicks in as well, what we're doing, because um, we're trying to have these meaningful connections, really. Um, that's where it's a link back, actually, to, to our property. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, so pretty much with everybody who is open, uh, who can talk about those things as well. But is it people outside the doors? As well. As I well. Guess. Very right. much so. Because that's the other thing. We're talking more about like engaging the local community and enhancing yeah. the local community. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that, that those conversations do include p- people that aren't just visiting, right? That's very difficult, really. Of course. Mm. I mean, you uh, just visiting, you mean also just coming into the hotel? or No, I mean just visiting the city. Okay. You know, a visit to a city is always oh, no. going to have a different look. I mean, when you, you know? when you look into uh, into our food and beverage side, there will be a lot of locals actually coming into uh, into our doors uh, to visit actually our food and beverage, uh, and we will have invitations as well, partly to join our social hours. So there there will be plenty of opportunity to yeah. have these kind of conversations, and you know, different than in other parts in the world um, here in Southeast Asia, uh, it's often that everything that is happening is happening still in hotels. So it's really social hubs. Mm. And in these social hubs, you're going to get the opportunity to have conversations like that as well. You don't want to... I suppose it's it's kind of that very... To say that you are not alone obviously carries a few different meanings. But mm. I think in the sponsorship and the support that we give to something like the Trevor Project, it really aligns with this social hour. Because people come to the social hour, mm. they have a drink with us, they talk about whatever they want to talk about. There's nothing prescribed there. There is nothing... Um, there's no discussion point. There may be... There may be be a local person doing malai weaving and that's a discussion point what are they doing sure. but actually that's not the point of the social hour the social hour is to come and say hey how was your day what happened i don't know you from adam right but actually 
to listen to you and to understand your story gives also us at the hotel level a different perspective of Bangkok. Mm. Like the people who call the Trevor line and say, I've got a problem, mm. I'm coming out, this is a really big deal for me, I've got no one to talk to my family against me. That's one full end of the spectrum. But that's not so different from, I hate my job, I'm here 300 days of the year, mm. thank you for being my friend. There, there is similarities in this conversation and I'm absolutely taking nothing away from the Trevor Project in saying that we are offering that live service. Mm. What we are saying is you're not alone, there's people to talk to, come mm. and have a drink with us or come and have something to eat with us and tell us about it. From that also, we do get better quality hotel stays because mm. we get to understand the consumer. We can pick up really easily on what people want and what they're missing in their in their state. Yeah, I mean, it's great to connect obviously to our guests as well. That um, that is um, that is part of it as well, but not all. Certainly. Surely, and that leads me perfectly to what I wanted to ask, which is that how does the act of caring benefit the brand? Because that's what all of this ultimately, uh, I think, all comes under the idea that, that yeah. mm. Kempton cares ultimately about what it is that you do and the people that, again, the people that the organization and that the service touches. How does it benefit you as a well, brand? It's it's our ethos somehow. That is the direction we uh, we want to go with our brand. Um, and I guess there are always people that uh, that own this one and uh, do like that. And we want to have these kind, of, uh, these kind of guests that is the guests that we're looking for. Um, that want to find that safe environment. And yeah, it, it, as Patrick will correctly say, it's in our blood, mm -hmm. it's in our DNA. I mean, nothing feels better than helping someone. Hmm. I don't think anyone ever helps someone and said, oh, I feel terrible now. You know, yeah, you, that was that was, a, that was an awful time. I, that can't was believe, an awful, yeah. I can't believe I gave somebody else my care yeah, and attention. I Goodness. can't believe I helped someone, I yeah. feel terrible. I mean, yeah. mm. um, I think that's the whole point. When you, when, and it's not just about making people feel good. It's, it's genuine, mm. and how do you deliver that genuine point? It's by picking up on the smallest thing. Yeah. It's by noticing that someone has a gym bag with them, and having a, a, quite a candid, I mean, our, our general manager is quite a gym guy, but me saying to them, hey, I noticed that you're carrying that gym bag. Our GM's just here. Do you want to have a chat with him about what he does in the morning? Maybe you can apply this to Bangkok. It's quite hot at 4 a.m. So maybe you want to wait till 7 if you can and get onto Lumpini Park. And if you go at this time. <laughs> you're not a gym guy. Yeah, no, you? I'm not He's, the gym guy. This, is, this has been, i got to say, if you're listening to this and not watching, there was a moment in which Shane said, our general manager is a real gym guy. Patrick's face lit up as if to say, oh, I'm not sure you can quite say that. And then Shane found his way somehow into a really deep hole trying to describe gym things, at which Patrick just looked more and more bemused. So this has been quite um, quite fascinating. A little telling, and I really enjoy it. So please, please. Yeah. Shane, you were, you were telling Shane, us about Lumpini Park. Chapter two is how does Shane spot a gym guy? But no, no, really, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's how do you connect um, you know, I would have gone with someone that had a, a Jonathan Larson rent sticker on his laptop, example. And I say, hey, you know, you're clearly a Broadway person. Um, can we talk about that? Have, did you know that the latest showing of Waitress in London is showing? Da, da, da. I'm off to London next week. Well, did you know there's a Fitzroy Kimpton Hotel there? How can we, how can we help you? You know, you got to meet this guy. And we can, it's not even about selling anything. I mean, I am the salesperson, but... I've done no selling at all, hopefully keep my job, but I've done no selling at all since joining this company because every touch point I've had has been authentic and has been really, really candid with the people I'm talking to. You know, I did a panel recently where people said, what makes a brand like this? It's the people. Hmm, the people, the, 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 if you have people working in a company like this that don't care about 
making people happy, it really shouldn't work for the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other companies, there's a reason why we are consistently in top 100 companies to work for. There is a reason for that because the people are accepted for who they are, for their beliefs, for their sexuality, for their rights. And I think that is what makes this, you can feel it when you walk into a Kimpton, how much the people mm. are connected mm. to people. There is incredible uh, Ethan hotel brands around the world. In every city, in every country, you've got outstanding hotels. But I think you asked a question right at the beginning, like why do people travel? Why why would they choose a Kimpton? And that kind of leading that question, they'll choose it if they believe in it and if we have similar beliefs. Mm. And I think that at the end, then it's not about price. It's not about mm. anything other than we've got great beds, incredible beds, actually. Um, but we've got all these amazing things in the hotel that would blow your mind. And we, we tick all of those luxury boxes, but to have all of that and deliver this mm. really heartfelt sort of, and not, it's not even a service, it's just a heartfelt being. But I mean, it is the service industry ultimately. I mean, that <clears throat> seems to be something that I think, as you described a little bit, is missing out there, is, is oh, the yeah. service in service industry. Well, what right? do you, what do you, you know think the, about it here? Sorry, Patrick, mm. sorry, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm just having another drink, but um, how do you feel about the service industry here in Bangkok? Because you've been here, what, four years, right? Yeah, I've been here a short time. Um, Are you allowed to talk about that? I'm getting eyes. Yeah, this, that is, okay? this is fine. No. <laughs> It's just, uh, no, it's fine. It's just um, not the subject. No. Um, no, uh, look, I think that there are, there are fantastic things, and I think that the existence of a, of a claim of, you know, the Thai hospitality, it's a real thing. It, yeah. it absolutely exists. Um, I think that where a lot of brands and organizations really um, probably don't do such a great job is in that it often feels... A little exploitative yeah mm-hmm. sure. and I don't want to use as, as firm a word as that but ultimately it's understood um, yeah I think that we have an incredible the service industry here can be amazing and the sense of of belonging and of welcome and of um, just an, an entirely new degree of, mm-hmm. of service and of assistance and yeah. and all of which is, is is served up with a smile and all of those sorts of things and there's always three people for, for every task you need and all that sort of thing I think it can be amazing it can really make you feel quite special and also quite connected yep. in a way um, but there is also the other the other side of that coin which is that you also feel uh, very privileged and you, you can go. feel and you can yeah. feel very much as though uh, you somehow matter more um, than the people that are in the industry that are helping you and, and that for me on a personal level makes me really really uncomfortable there's, there's nobody on the planet that matters less than I do you mm. know what I mean um, and I think that they sometimes the way that this is presented can, can give that impression which mm. some people may well enjoy I don't know those people but they may well enjoy it mm. That's my not so concise response no, to no, your no, question. No, 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 but it's, but, it's a great response. It's, mm. it's a relevant response. But you know, as more touch points you're going to have actually with the hotel teams, um, as more you do not have that feeling anymore because mm. obviously they are, and we encourage this as well, actually these connections that you're going to have with our team members. And um, that is important. And uh, that is, I guess, where, you, uh, where our hotel is different than what you, what you normally have. Mm. Yeah. Can I ask uh, a question that I didn't earlier and I really want to get back to? Hmm. Have we hit peak travel no. as, a, as, an, as an industry, as a society, and as a planet? No, I'll, I'll answer that one and then maybe Patrick give you, because hmm. this is obviously this personal, tra- uh, a peak travel for me would mean that there's nothing left to see, there's hmm. nothing left to experience, and there's nothing left to develop. And I think we're almost on the precipice of 
fixing things that have been broken mm. um, whether that is mass tourism now and how we undo that a little bit and change it providing and cleaning experiences for the next generation to come we are developing uh, flights that can take you from you know Sydney to New York in one trip which means that we are not spending as much time as many landings in airports uh, in order to get people to a destination to experience it 19 hours 19 and a half hours 19 and a half hours which took the record from auckland to doha yeah dubai Dubai or doha yeah doha yeah auckland doha was 1750 or something yeah yeah and you got a few in that 17 you got dubai dubai toronto etc but the point is this trip was landmark to say you've also got perth to london which is now nearly the same Mm. so you've got these incredibly long-haul flights that are enabling people in one hit to visit destinations which means that we are seeing destinations differently we're not having as long in the air in regards to stops and everything else that we have to do but it's how are we educating now for the people born so if Mm. if we were at the peak of our travel that would mean nothing to see Mm. nothing to do and I get that there is a lot of those destinations around the world where people are like I must see it this year but my advice is if you're going to see it work with companies that are working to sustain it Mm. working with companies that don't do what everyone else is doing so easy to come here see five temples do some shopping and leave that's very that's very easy but if you really want to check out the culinary scene here in Bangkok and you're a foodie you don't sit in one hotel for seven days and do that you go with the curator that understands your palate that understands your needs and says what do you want to eat today oh well I want to try the best French cuisine here in Bangkok oh great we've got it hmm. I want to try the best Thai street food. Well, let's be specific. Let's break that down together. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to jump on you if you said, oh, that's okay. We've mm. got it. No, no, no. We don't, <laughs> we don't have it. Uh, we don't have it. But we can find someone doing mooping on the corner of the road who's excellent and has no identity, bring mm. them into our restaurant and say, and he does 6,000 moopings a day. You probably mm. didn't know that because you've never met him. And for me, that is a story. And mm. you asked is, are we at the peak of our travel? Not if there's still stories to tell. And Mm. stories are not conceited. Stories are real. Mm. And I think that you're starting to see destinations open up now um, that have this incredible history that no one knows. Um, I I lived in Mauritius. A lot of people go to Mauritius. They come, they see a beach, and they go home. Understand the history and the genetics of such an island and then do the holiday again and live it differently and same here in Thailand you have Mm. got the most incredible stories around this whole country um, this whole kingdom and I think that what Thailand has to offer I don't know too many countries that have this to offer from a culinary from an exploration from a visual standpoint and also from I mean you've got such great brands doing sustainable tourism as well. The Six mm. Senses is here, Banyan Tree. You've got so many people doing these great things for the environment. It's awesome. It's simply awesome. Mm. So it's, no, it's not. It's, I don't believe it's at its peak. Patrick, do you think it's at its no, peak? No, but far not. <laughs> I think uh, people must travel um, partly or want to travel. And it's very important, really much, that sustainable uh, tourism comes in. Um, and that links back to the question which you asked earlier. Um, and I feel it's it's very important that companies like ours actually come up more and more and more. Mm. Um, because the travel will not stop. Mm. And um, that is where we need to really work around it. Kempton Marlai Bangkok can be found at Wonderfruit, serving up personalized touches and special surprises for everyone staying in our boutique camping. Find the finer details at our website, www.wonderfruit.co. 
That's www.wonderfruit.co. Stay in touch and stay tuned for more Wondercasts. Talk soon.